Welcome to Britpop Banter. I'm Les. And I'm Kevin. So, Kevin, <laughs> this is season two. What happened after Britpop? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And today is my choice of album. It is. Which it is, is why I'm introducing it. Yep, yep. So, you can get us on Twitter and Facebook at Britpop Banter. You can email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Um, we'd like some ratings, please, because mm-hmm. we've not had a couple. For this season, I'd like to hear what people think of this season. We've got one. Oh, no. Bit, bit premature there, Liz. <laughs> um, you've really thrown me now. Um, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own, and while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. So as I've said, this week is my choice, and this is Kasabian with Kasabian, and boom, shakalak, what an album. <laughs> boom, shakalak. <laughs> 1992 called. Um, so, um, keen to get your thoughts on this throughout the podcast. <laughs> But last week, Kev, Supergrass Road to Ruin. Last episode. Yeah, interesting. It feels... It's hard adjusting to the two-week episodes. It feels like a long time. So probably first call out from the Road to Ruin is we recorded that early. And so we're and we're recording this quite late. So it's actually like an almost like a three-week gap between now and then. Oh. And a lot has changed. Whoa. Like, we were quite... Locked down. Yeah, I mean, and we'll come come to that. So, I think that we opened up the podcast, talked a little bit about COVID-19, and we were quite light-hearted. And three weeks on from that, it, it's a different world. It is a different world. Um, so, I will, I will talk to that. So, we <clears throat> certainly weren't making fun of it, or, you know, we were just... It was but you different. have to, though, I'm sorry, but you have to. Yeah. You've got to laugh through this. You've, you have to. It's it's. Look, I sent an email to my team at work because I'm trying to get us on a call at least twice a week where we all get together and we don't talk about work. We just actually share how we're feeling and anything funny. It's a share, great idea. share a funny meme. And I said that humour is the thing that always gets me through things. It doesn't mean I trivialise this. I'm yeah. not trivialising it at all. But if we can't find humour or laugh in the face of adversity, then you're screwed. So it's not about. Um, trivialising it or not taking it seriously but if you sit here and actually think about what's going on without making yourself laugh mm. it's going to be a long road it's, yeah I totally totally agree um, it's funny you mentioned that like we and I'll, again I'll, I'll come back to it but WhatsApp right so we have now established WhatsApp groups at work and um the first thing everyone do, does is, is show us your pets. So, like, who's your new work buddy? And it's, like, dogs and cats and all this sort of mm. stuff. Then it's, like, show me your workstations. What's your view like today? So it's all... And, and seriously, like, 20 messages in the space of a couple of hours. Like, I, I think this is the new norm that you're just going to be communicating differently, but probably more often. I also feel, and I hope that I'm right, is that... Now that we have limited contact with people and mm-hmm. we are communicating through this, mm-hmm. we will actually appreciate real contact. Real contact. Yeah. And we'll actually not live our lives through phones. Yeah. So when you go to a concert, you're going to watch the band and immerse yourself in the crowd because you can and not stare at it's it a through novelty. your phone. Yeah, you're right. Because I can watch YouTube all day long yeah. if I really want. But yeah. what I'd really like to do 
is actually watch the band live with people I like. Hear the reaction. Not a metre and a half away from me. Yeah, that's yeah, and so a really I good point. People go, do you know what? And just like I've been watching like the AFL started, right? And you know I love my AFL. You love AFL? Watching it with no crowd <laughs> at the MCG. The MCG, for anyone who's not Australian, holds a hundred thousand people. And it does. For AFL games. And yet they're playing the game and there's no fans. Mm. To the point where you're watching it and you can actually hear them speak. Yeah, you can hear the players. And the referee's little whistle. And I was like, I'm going to download an app that plays crowd noise (laughs) in the background. Has anyone designed that app? If you haven't, I'm just giving you a great idea. That's a great idea. Because I will have that on in the background. I'll mute the clowns that are coming. Just have the crowd noise a little bit. Same level as the commentating. And then I'll get into it. Well, that's smart. Yeah. Um, so we'll come back to COVID-19 mm. in a second, right? Because I want to talk about how, what's happening in the, in the world. Um, Ruen, Road to Ruen. I really enjoyed that episode. Yes. I, great album, deep album to talk about. I loved the music that we played on that. Um, mm-hmm. Like you have a story about that. Your boy that we played... Um, didn't someone go and see him? Yes, I was coming to that. Cool, what happened? So basically, um, I introduced um, David Keenan to the world. You were not as happy with me introducing <laughs> David Keenan to the world. I can, I can pass. However, some people were. And actually went and saw him live. Which is incredible. And then took a video yep. of him singing Alter Wine and posted it. So I was like that. And that is, that's, that's you. You... Introduced that David Keenan guy Boom. to our listeners, and someone went, Wait a minute, he's playing down the road. What was it, less than a tenner or something like yeah. that? To see him play? Bang. That's awesome. That's well done to you. Uh, that's, that's, that's cool. That's well really done, David, good. for writing such a great song. Well, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed I got to play Rocket Science, which was cool as. I got to play their song, which was brilliant. Um, we got a review. So, so let me talk about this. So it was good feedback overall. We went number 10 and 11 in the UK and Australian charts. Boom! Bang! That's pretty cool. So thank you for that. Um, we've got some really good numbers. I'm going to share next next episode. So I'm really pumped. Um, we got a review. You ready? Yes, please. We got a review last time as well, didn't we? So the gaps are good, right? So review. Like being in the pub with your mates. Five stars. Absolutely love this podcast. Listening to the passionate arguments and Kevin Les take me back to hundreds of disagreements about the bands we love and hate. It was great to go back over the albums from Carlos WBA uh, in the UK. Boom. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. So thank you very much for that. Um, always love getting a review. It makes me, me so too. happy. Really thank does. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Um, right. Let's get the COVID 19 bit done. And let's move on to, to the Lovely. music. Lovely. All right. So. You didn't ask me how I felt about Road to Ruin in the episode. Yeah, okay, good point. Go. I really enjoyed it. And... <laughs> <laughs> right, carry on. Thank you. Thank you. I actually, I'm actually like, this is nice, just sitting opposite you. A and, person. And, yeah. And we are a metre and a half away if anyone's worried. We are. I can't touch you. And no. um, yeah, so. Um, so COVID, every day the situation is, is obviously getting more and more serious. The global cases, as of this morning, 220,000 in the world, 9,000 fatalities, um, 84,000 patients still have recovered, Yay! Which is, which is some good news. 
The US, and if you look at my notes, in literally 24 hours, they've jumped from 11,000 cases to 16,000 cases in the UK and the US. Yeah. Why do we think that is? Is that the strong leadership from their their president? You know, because he's the kind of man you want in charge in a crisis, isn't he? <laughs> Are we going to do this? Yeah. Okay, you did warn me when I walked in. All of the world leaders, like three of them. If I put Scotty, Boris and Big Donald. <laughs> if that's what we're does relying feel, on. Does it make you feel bad that we've got the best? Like, does that... That's stretching. Stretching. Who would you have in a crisis? N- not that. He's a... No. Out of the three? I wouldn't have him. Out of the three? Boris. Just for the comedy value. <laughs> because at least he's... He's got... No. All right, so let's move on. Um, so Italy extended their lockdown. Mm. They Italy, 600 deaths again last night. It is literally between four or five and now 600 deaths a day in Italy, which is incredible, sad, incredibly sad and just... Oh, they've overtaken China's death toll. And why do we think... Why do we, how do we do, know how does that, that happen? I just don't... I, I, you just don't take it seriously. I don't think the hospitals are set up for the scale. Um... I just don't think they're set up for, the, for an impact of this scale. Um, UK, they've closed their pubs, clubs and restaurants um, <sighs> temporarily. Um, Australia. So in Australia, basically, we've had 709 cases so far. Six people have passed away. Um, there's been a lot of announcements this week. In fact, I think there's been three or four by ScoMo um, basically changing um, the, the rules. So it was mass gatherings of 500, now it's mass gatherings of 100. Mm-hmm. Anything greater than that has been suspended. We closed. He, he did that, that was, I really found, like, this is why I can't stand him. So it's... Um, did you see his first address? He couldn't, so, he does this weird smile. Like right, an, because he's oh, a moron. Just, it's but bizarre. he does this thing where he goes, so what we're going to do is we're not going to have any mass gatherings over 500 people until Monday... Just because I need to go and he watch Granola Sharks and I want to go to Hillsong. So once I've done those things that I really want to do, we'll do it on Monday. Why would you wait two days? He got hammered for that, obviously. Because he's a moron. <laughs> so... Sco moron. Oh, I've not heard that one. Boom. Yeah. Hashtag Sco moron. That's good. Yeah, I'm oh. going to do that later. Okay, all right, okay. Um, I'm on a roll today, you, I really am I can't wait to talk about Kasabian Because it's going to put a big smile on this Not smiling face Okay, I'm almost finished Alright, so uh, We closed our borders To non-citizens um, So that happened in the, I think last night It was the, the final flights into Australia Yeah. Um, there is talk about us closing the states As well, in terms of Oofed. New South Wales and Victoria, so domestic travel um, being being removed as well. We had a stimulus package introduced. What well, did you think of that? What did I get? I have no. Did I get anything? No. Well, how, how did do you know how that worked? Yeah. So people on well, fair enough. People on welfare. People on like old people. Disabilities. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and probably big business again. He probably just handed out money to his mates again. Right. You know. So they're. they're Apparently doing a take two of that one as well. Yeah, good. Um, so should we talk about... So that's that's the, the global impact. I've got a list of some of the events that's been cancelled worldwide. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I, I know... I, 
I, you are. I, your body language is gone. Your face is just dropped. Well, Alanis Morissette was cancelled. Well, that's not. That is sad. When was that? Just got the email yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You were really pumped for that. Really pumped. When? What? When was? I was when, going to swear, and I was going to see you When was the concert? April. Right. So we're in tr- we're in trouble because we've got a lot of gigs in May. Right? They ain't happening. So I'll get to that. I thought you were really upset because WrestleMania is behind closed doors this year. It's probably where it belongs. <laughs> because when it's it's men fake fighting, then they know the result. Why are they doing it with no one to watch? Because what that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So I know that I win, but we'll just fight anyway. No one can see it. And then I'll just say I won. Cool. But it's a story, isn't it? It's, it's like acting. Insane. Right. I thought I thought that would get you. So that is look, on the on the so this is the, the list from the New York Times of events cancelled. So I got four pages, right? WrestleMania's in the fourth paragraph. <sighs> Stretching. Okay, so NBA suspended its season, NASCAR suspended, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, the French Open, NCAA, Grand Prix. Asian qualifiers, the Six Nations. Uh, I didn't know this, but Broadway has has stopped their shows as well. Yeah, fair. Which, yeah, exactly. Um, London's West End have followed. Glastonbury. All, Glastonbury, Coachella. Euro 2020. Yes, Euro 2020. Eurovision. <laughs> Just because it was under Euro. Um, all of the major museums have closed as well. The Louvre has cancelled. St. Patrick's Day Parade. Now, oh. Japan keep telling us that the Olympics are still going to go What ahead. is going on with that? I mean, you've got to call it, right? Call it. Call it. Um, you know things are messed up when Disneyland closes. Oh. Disneyland, all Disneyland's officially closed. That is, that's obviously pretty big. For us... Um, I talked about May. We've got Blue Tones and Supergrass. I, I, I mean, come on. That's, that's pretty much a no-no at this stage, right? That's so, do you know how much we've been looking forward to that as well? Um, in June, I was going to see The Crystal Method. That's gone. In July, I was going to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in Melbourne. That is currently on hold as well. They're small. I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I'm having a whinge. Um, I'm just showing some of the impacts. But it's... It's a sad state of affairs. I meant to be going back to Europe in July. I meant to be going to... Uh, Go on. Ibiza for turning 40. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Les, um, was, Les turns 40 this year. Well, you turned 40 last week. How does that feel? Happy birthday to you. Kev. Thank you. I did. Uh, fine. I, I've not... My ankles are sore. Yeah. I, I just have a few more You look pains. older. Ask, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've still got the top knot. That's a problem. <laughs> At 40. You could get away with it. I've got a top th- knot. I'm in my 30s. No, it's not. That was uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in two minds about it. But um, that's really sad. You were so... You've booked the trip to Ibiza. Yeah. yeah it's all... It's it's done and... Well, just the flights, which is good. It's not... I've not booked You'll get a rebate on the flights. That's all right. Um, that's really... Dead. I know how much you wanted to do that. <clears throat> What, do you want to talk to me about your work situation? What's going on? Yeah, What's your work so decided? we have just gone shut down. So we are all working from home. So everyone. Any, everyone. 
Wow. Apart from the people who can't. So we have people who work in our distribution centre, etc. So, um, but they are doing it on different, you know, rotas and things. But yeah. Nobody else is allowed in the office. Right, okay. So, and that's globally. And so they were just like that. Ba-bang. And so... Um, that's a very hard approach. Like, it's very... It's, it's a quick and swift approach. The industry that we're in, because it's the medical industry yeah. that we have to be... Um, but I also feel I actually really proud of the way that they've dealt with it because it's like they're not mucking about. No, that's it. And absolutely. it's just bang bang. Agree. And let's just get on with it. Agree. Um, and we are doing. And what and what I also love is that we're looking at things such as if people can't work from home, then we're actually going to look at redeployment for people in different roles to help out. And yeah. Really trying to bring everybody together. Yeah. Okay. So that's the positive side. The not so positive side is I'm literally like a caged lion. I'm not a person that should be. Isolated. No, absolutely not. It doesn't not. suit me. It no. isn't for me. You're a, you're a social butterfly. Yeah, and I need. I actually feed off other people's energy. You do. So usually, what will happen is, given the nature of my work, I can receive some phone calls that are really annoying. <laughs> and so, um, and normally, what happens is, I listen, deal with it, and then I can turn to, to my colleague, colleague or my boss, and then I usually make a joke of it, make it laugh, and then it changes my no, mindset. Gone. So then you can ring someone, then they might be busy, then they call you back two hours later and then like, oh, you called. I'm like, yeah. It's gone now. Gone now. So then you have to deal with it all on your own. So we are actually sitting now in your work office. Yeah, in my work. This yeah, is my this work. Is, this is it. This is it. For how long? I don't know. Someone's saying weeks, somebody said months it's and months. I was like that, rocking, rocking. I, it's, it's months. You're looking at a minimum six to eight weeks. Minimum. I, I think this situation is going to get a lot tougher for us. So the positive side... Go on. Because this is what I'm thinking. So I actually... Okay, the positive side is... Um, this all gives us a chance to reset. We all live busy lives. We run around. We get in the, we get in the car. We drive to work. Probably don't spend enough time with the people that we should be spending time with. All of these things. We now have time to reset. Okay. You don't have time to sit here. Oh, I don't have time to exercise. Don't have time to do this. I don't have time. Well, you've got all the time you want um, <laughs> to actually do those things. Yeah. I actually think we should all think about how we're actually the fact that we take social contact for granted. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to, I hope that when this all dies down, we get to a point where we actually um, remember that and enjoy that mm. and not live our life through social media yep. because that's grim. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that's really made me happy is the canals in Venice. Yeah. The air quality yeah, in China. It, yeah. And I go sometimes, I don't know, I'm not a hippie, but I'm beginning to wonder, sometimes you wonder, do they, does the world sometimes take a look at it and go, you really are destroying this? So let's just take a minute. It's not nice that people are dying from a virus, but the fact of the matter is we're all having to take stock we're going to think about things differently. We're going to have to look after each other and the planet. Not nicking toilet roll and punching old ladies. That's inappropriate. Mm, that, that is mental. That's, but then do you know what? There's always going to be that side. Um, like, for example, a lovely thing. So my parents, um, their neighbours who, they've got a young Spanish couple that live next to them. And they say hello and things and they've only not lived there for that long. And then my mum texts me saying that they got a note under the door from the Spanish couple saying, um, 
obviously with everything that's going on, here are our phone numbers, and if there's anything you need or you need any that's help, lovely. let us know. That's what I mean. Let's that's, take. That's awesome. I think we need to focus on this. We're just too busy watching YouTube videos of people smashing each other in supermarkets, which is feeding the anger. Mm-hmm. Let's think about all those little moments that are actually happening, because mm-hmm. I bet there's loads mm-hmm. where we're all looking after each other and mm-hmm. thinking about it. And let's start sharing more of that. Because mm-hmm. it's just, we've got to think positively about this, I or we're going to lose our mind. Completely, completely agree. Uh, so, I. Um... I don't know. I think I've mentioned this. My parents were over here, right? They come yes. over. So uh, my parents, obviously Scottish, they retired to, to Cyprus and have been living over there uh, for, for quite a while now. And every two years they come to Australia. Yeah. Right? I didn't see them this time, Mr. Shane. So they um, came over in December and what they do is they, they come over, they, they do get a sort of 12 month visa where they can come and stay for three years, three, three months at a time and so on. So they come for three months from December and that covers Christmas and a whole chunk, New Year's, a couple of birthdays, all that sort of stuff. And then they head home. Um, so they're back with me. Plan is they leave on Friday. Uh, so, so yesterday. And um, Tuesday, um, Cyprus announces that you cannot get back into the country unless you have been tested and cleared for coronavirus, right? They were the only country in the world to set these new rules, right? They just went rogue, right? And so you can imagine the panic that caused when my mum and dad just want to go home. And so now they're like, well, how do we get tested? What does this mean to our flight? Does a doctor's certificate, will that cover? I'm not showing any symptoms. Will a doctor's cert be good enough? How do I, how do I even get tested? Like, well, how long does it take? Mm-hmm. So we've basically this week been been trying frantically to get answers. There's a Cypriot embassy in Canberra, which has been not great, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest, in, in the level of support that they've, they've given them. Uh, the Australian immigration has been, frankly, quite useless. Um, and a lot of the times it's not, it's because they cannot give advice, right? They can only stick to their rules processes now. Yeah, they cannot, they can't say, oh, they can't the make, best thing to do is this. They can't, they, they actually are quite restricted. And when someone is in need of advice because their whole world has changed, you just, you get, obviously get quite frustrated that you're, you're stuck to a script and you're stuck to a process. So it's been really hard and, and challenging, um, and they've been working with our travel agents. Do we leave early? Do we leave? Like, do we push it out and all sort of stuff? So, long story short, my parents are actually still here. Yeah, so they're still here. So they couldn't get home. So basically, they, they were they able to get tested. So they got uh, a referral to get tested, um, but it's actually really hard to get tested for coronavirus. You actually have to, there's certain hours that certain places are open. So they went to get tested at five past four. It was closed at four o'clock. They are booked. So you have to book by appointment. And the places that they tried to get in were booked out. So you can imagine, you know. Stressful. Like you can imagine someone may actually have it, but they can't actually get tested for it. So then they've been dealing with immigration, the embassy, their travel agents, the flight they thought they would try and bring it forward by a day to go, because Cyprus then the day after announced that they would close all flights internally for two weeks, starting from today. So they went, right, so the 
technically their flight would arrive in Cyprus on the day that they suspended all flights into Cyprus. So they went, we'll go the day before. And the travel agent called them and basically said, look, just to let you know, we've had a couple, I'm on the phone to a couple right now who is on the flight. You tried to get on with just a doctor cert and they've been refused entry and they're getting sent back to Singapore. So it's so basically, and then they got a call from the travel agent late yesterday saying, just to let you know, the flight that you were supposed to be on has been cancelled. So there are no flights going into Cyprus for the next two weeks. So my mum and dad are still here. <laughs> Which is actually, it's been a horrible, horrible week for them because they've just gone through a complete ringer of emotions. You know, they've been here for three months already. They don't want to feel like they're overstaying their welcome. They obviously want to get home. Um, but at the same time, they've got a place to stay. They're with family. Um, exactly. And you're, you're in Australia. You know, you're not in limbo. And so you might get to see them. Yes. 1.5 metres apart, but you may get to see them still. So it's just been a mental, mental, like with all the stuff happening at my work and then outside of work, my parents' situation, it's been it's been really hard. It's crazy days. Um, it is crazy So I'm really happy, I'm, you know, I'm really happy to have them stay. Um, what do you think about the irony that Peter Dutton got it? Oh, God. I, what's the latest on him? So, Mr. Close Who's Peter the Board. Dunn? Who's Peter Dunn? He is. Do you want his actual job title or my thoughts on him? Can you give the job title? Right, okay. So, he is literally like our home affairs fella. Um, our home affairs home office, fella. And he's hideous. Like, I mean, I can't even. I'm so glad we. Can we say that all ex- views expressed in this podcast about politics are 100% on. Um, because this man is actually nasty. So he's always like, no, I'm just going to, you can't come into Australia, you're going to close the border. Anyone who comes in that has coronavirus, regardless if you're actually a citizen, you're going to have to go Christmas Island, which is a detention centre. Don't see him going. Oh. Take yourself to Christmas Island, you big coronavirus spreading prick. (laughs) So, yeah, but he didn't. No. And so then he has been the sort of person where there have been people in detention um, centres, refugees, and he wouldn't let them fly back for critical medical um, surgeries because that's the kind of man he is. And then he flies back in Australia and he gets coronavirus. Oh, no. There are just going to be these, like, glimpses of hope and joy. Oh, jeez. Um, but it's the irony. So, uh... I wish you well, Peter. I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I know. In Australia, gets coronavirus. I know. So apparently he's recovering quite well. Getting quite used to veg, you might know, which is good. Says uh, he quite likes the stuff. Ugh. But he's on the mend. Probably the most famous celebrity to, to have it. Idris Elba. No. No. Really? He made a video, but he's like, he got tested for it because he was in contact with somebody, but he's got zero symptoms. But has it? No. Mm. I'm hearing a lot of that. That you don't know you've got it, but you've got People it. People are getting tested because they've been in contact with somebody, so they've got to go and do it. Wow. But there are no symptoms. I wonder if the strain is lessening. Yeah, okay. Uh, last thing on that, and then we'll move yeah. into music, right, is I, I go into work separation next week. So one week on, one week off, which I actually... I'm really happy that that... So basically what we've done is we've split the workforce into two. So from a leadership perspective, one leader over here, one leader over there, 50% of the team. And vice versa. So if there's an infection or a breakout in team A, team B can pick, pick the keep the business going, right? Um, 
And so on Monday will be the last time I see half my colleagues for six to eight weeks. But I know you've, you're, you're doing that now. Um, so we will, I, I am actually so happy it's one week on, one week off. Because the same as you, I, know. I, I don't think I could do two months isolated. Getting back into the office, actually seeing people, talking to people, obviously respecting you know, the, the 1.5. But yeah, so that's, that's my situation. It's just a different... It's a good job we've got music. I know, because it is a different world at the moment. So look, everyone, one, take this very, very seriously, all right? This is, this is something very unique. We've, I've never experienced anything like this uh, in, in my life. Uh, a lot of people are scared, uh, upset, troubled. Make sure you're talking to people. Make sure you're reading the right information on, on the virus yes. and how to look after yourself. All guidelines... Listen to them, wash your hands, stay the 1.5, just just adhere to the advice. I saw people, did you see the picture of people on Bondi Beach yesterday? There was hundreds of people on Bondi Beach yesterday. Like, take the damn advice. Um, and also, on the other part, reach out to everyone on Twitter. If you want to talk to me and Les, send us something, email us something, but keep talking to the lovely group of people we've got on Twitter because 100%. it's just been brilliant. And look after each other. Shall we get into music? Yeah. Song of the week, Les. Song of the week, song of the week, song of the week. Lovely. Yep. It's, it's a belter, this song. W.H. Lung with the song Inspiration. Their album Incidental Music was released earlier this year and was given four out of five by The Guardian. Drawing comparisons with Hookworms, Manchester-based W.H. Lung are growing a reputation for the intensity of their live shows. Their songs demonstrate an expertise for building tension and atmosphere before unleashing a wall of sound, skillfully created through drum, bass, synths, guitars and evocative vocals. Inspiration is one one such track and would be the one I would point WH Lung newcomers to. It's probably their most easily accessible track, but packs as much punch as others on the album. Incidental music really is an album to be played on loop. I listen to the album... It's it's a thumbs up. It's a really good album, and this song, I think, because we've been hit with quite a few songs of the week, you sort of I, I file it away, and then when it comes to the episode, I listen to it. So I couldn't I, find them yesterday. Oh, um, I listened to this yesterday, and I went, "Holy crap, this is a great song." So WH Long, inspiration.
awesome awesome song and it's a long awesome one song. too love listen to the album really really good reviews les says Go on then. Let's say <laughs> she says today, Twin Atlantic with the album Power and the Orioles with Disco Bolador. Did you find out what that means? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, so we'll quick. Well, what we'll do? We'll start with Twin Atlantic. We've spoken about the Orioles before, so we'll kick off Twin Atlantic. So they are Scottish. They're from Glasgow. They have released five albums. What? No way, really? Hell yeah. Um, wow. Yep. Vivarium, Free, Great Divide, GLA, and this, um, their fifth album, Power. Their heart, highest charting singles are Heart and Soul and Brothers and Sisters from the album Great Divide, which was released in 2015. Um, Annie Mac actually premiered one of their records as her hottest record in the world. Um, on BBC Radio 1 when they announced their album before this one in 2016. So the world has been waiting with bated breath for this album. (laughs) Um, There are four members of the band. Sam McTrusty. Oh, wow. What a Scottish man. What a name. He's on lead vocals. Uh, Ross McNay, Craig (laughs) Neal and Barry McKenna. (laughs) Now if that, McKenna is a touring member and no longer involved off stage. I've got a note, little note there, asterisk. A wee note. Little asterisk. Um, but yeah, Sam McTrusty That's... from the Glasgow band. <laughs> Boom. So, um, jumping into reviews, NME, two out of five. Bollocks, NME! So, Twin Atlantic, um, the Scottish rockers charge headfirst into 80th synth pop. Two out of five. And hit the skids. What?! By their own admission, Twin Atlantic's fifth album finds the Scottish rockers with their backs to the wall. Having come to the end of a ten-year stint with Red Bull Records, they parted ways with the label when they found themselves on completely different pages. And the Glaswegians decided to go it alone, building their own studio in a bid to create a sound entirely removed from commercial pressures. The results are immediately clear on power, which sees Twin ditching their well-established brand of serviceable stadium rock in favour of bombastic 1980s synth pop. The effort in attempting to redefine their sound and head back to the 80s is clear, but it's sorely undermined by a lack of originality and ideas. Still, there's the undeniable feeling that better days lie ahead if their synth pop doesn't entirely isolate their core fan base. Here's hoping. Wow. Oof. Ouch. Ouch. The Guardian, three out of five. Sam McTrusty and Co. break out the 80s electronic palette for their fifth album. Full of hooks and ideas, too many at times. Mm. Twin Atlantic's way with a sugar hit chorus was offset by a relatively abrasive sound. Their first album combined convulsive math rock guitars with the gruffy, biffy Clyro style vocals. Over the years, however, they have steadily edged towards a more polished mode, layering up arena rumbling noise and nodding their their hair metal bombast. On their fifth album, they embrace the pomp and posturing of 1980s synth pop. Snares reverberate across rooms. Vocals transmit breathy melodrama. Synth lines chime imperiously. The results of the stylistic shift are often entertainingly novel, if rather full-on. On opener OU4A, the band merged their gr- 
grape gravelly sound with new romantic camp and end up something like an industrial Duran Duran. Mm. Novocaine stacks muttered aside, an echoey sport announcer bellows atop with a wistful synth rip, while Volcano's dark Depeche Mode indebted intro is soon overtaken by a bizarre mix of gospel and pleasingly crunching, crunchy new metal. Twin Atlantic are a band with plenty of ideas and plenty of hooks. Power for all its lovable energy and admirable experimentation occasionally suffers, suffers from an excess of both. Okay. Over to you. Oh, I'm glad I get this one first. I'm so glad I get this one first. All right. I really like this. All right. I mean, if you know me by now, you can kind of see that... If you've got a half-decent indie band and you chuck in a bit of synths and maybe put in a bit of an 80s feel, chances are I'm going to like it. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, the songs, Oh Euphoria, I think is a, is a great intro. Barcelona, the chorus is mm-hmm. awesome. Novocaine, I Feel It Too, Ultraviolet Truth. Volcano is the first song in the album that I went, Oof, these guys are really Scottish. Like, yeah, I know. Volcano, you can hear, you, the, you can hear a little bit, yeah, and then Volcano, you're like, oof, yeah, I can, I can definitely hear you guys coming through now. <laughs> Messiah is very Depeche Mode, um, which is which is good. Praise Me is is a good track. It's the last track. It's not a hurrah, but it's good. Um, look, probably the the bits I didn't like, or not so much, but the interludes, I thought, eh, yeah, not nah. not really into them. It's actually a really short album, thirty four minutes, mm-hmm. ten tracks. When you t- take out the interludes as well, it's 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 a really short the set the first half the up front uh, uh, half of the album is stronger than the second Um, however that's really just nitpicking look this is excellent music to work to like I was so productive listening to this you know if you like the American Machines if you like the Slow Readers Club if you like an indie band with synths you're gonna like this I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it seven and a half out of ten boom so I enjoyed it too good um, I love O Euphoria, Barcelona, um, Novocaine, Ultraviolet Truth, my favourite song on the album by a country mile. I think it's an amazing, an amazing track. Okay. Um, um, there are, look, there are, I like the fact that you can tell they're Scottish when they sing. Yes. They're not, sometimes it's not that polished. Sometimes there are times where I was like, oh, like... Like what? They use, you know, filter. Like they, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, And you can tell, and you're like, oh. like sometimes that annoys me. Okay. So you've used effects um, over the vocals, and that gets Yeah, and like, you know when, like, so you it, know when you're DJing and you, and you use, use filter, filter, but yeah. you don't do it subtly, and you go from zero to ten, yes. like, boom, yes. and then it's really obvious. Got it. So they do that quite a bit, and you're like, oh. And so that sometimes distracts me. Okay. Um, that I'm really nitpicking there, but that was just a couple of things. Okay. Um, but... Look, do I, I mean, the reviews were a bit hectic. I think if, the reviews are rough. Look, is it going to be the American Prize winner? Absolutely not. But is it something that's fun? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, do you enjoy listening to it? Like, I have had it on loads this week. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. one of those albums you can pop on and it's actually good yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do love his vocals. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. It's not the best album that we'll hear this year, but it's certainly not going to be the worst. And enjoyment levels... High, 7 out of 10. Hey! Did yeah. you listen to any of their previous albums then? It's different. Is it? Yeah, have a listen to Because I actually, I don't know where I've been, because I have never heard of them. No. Same, same. Until today. Yeah, okay. So... Well, not today, but until we did this. What's um, the other, other stuff like? Is it's it far more like it isn't synthy. Okay. Um, 
Okay. But it's indie, it's worth a listen. Okay. So seven, seven and a half. That means we get to play a song off the album. What do you want? I want Ultraviolet Truth. Done. Ultraviolet Truth by Twin Atlantic. Let's play it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
it's a cracking song. It's a cracking song. It is a good album. I actually, I'm just looking at my week next week from home. That is getting played. Do you know? You, like you said, you just I'm going to play it. And your new homework, which will come to after the Orioles. Right. So. Orioles. So this is our second bite at the Oriole cherry. <laughs> Is this bite going to be sweeter than the last one or is it going to be sour cherry? <laughs> Literally just made that up. Well, that's brilliant. That's what, amazing. what an intro. So, reviews Guardian, three, and a ha- three out of five. Okay. On their second albums, the Orioles earn a toehold in the latter category, expanding the sound of their winsome but somewhat conventional debut by abandoning traditional song structures and voyaging into new textures. At their best, the Halifax trio lands somewhere that feels entirely new. The Orioles are inclined towards warped atmospherics, shuffling organs, woozy guitar, shimmy shimmy hand percussion, sway inducing vocal refrains that are absorbing and full of charm but start to feel like a boilerplate mode across an entire album. The density of the production occasionally subsumes their appealing vocal melodies and fails to mask a lack of emotional punch that lyrical anxieties about the planet's future can't provide. Okay. DIY Mag, three and a half out of five. DIY Mag? Yeah. Okay. Problem? Well, just... It's a music blog. Oh, right, I've got... Really <laughs> it. got it. It's not like making a table or anything. No. DIY Mag. I know. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like... Yeah. It just feels to see, it's weird to see an album review next to make a candlestick. Yeah. Hold on. I'd rather make a candlestick. Anyway, (laughs) you'd be hard pressed to find another band in 2020 who sound like Halifax, Youngins, the Orioles. On the follow up to their adventurous debut Silver Dollar Moment, the trio turned foursome blend a ton of influences to create a lush soundscape with a kitschy 70s finish. Single Bobby's Second World introduced a punchier new element to the group's already pretty out there sound. It's aesthetic that. It's aesthetic that hoists Disco Volador safely away from the clutches of wishy-washiness. From the striking artwork via the wild, springy theme tune Space Samba that, that caps the album off in a tsunami of bongos and guitar distortion, the Orioles succeed in painting a vivid world of colour and flavour to get lost in. I will start... It's a sour cherry. <laughs> I just can't do the Orioles. I'm not... It's not for me. No. I can't do it. I tried again. They're a young band. They deserve to get spoken about. I get it all. It's just to... They said it doesn't sound wishy-washy. <laughs> it's wishy-washy. <laughs> There's no... Like, I think for me, there isn't... It's a bit like... When does the song end? When does the song begin? What are you singing about? I actually don't know what you're saying. Like, even if your lyrics are striking, I can't hear because I can't get over the annoying noise. Like, I can't... I just... It's really boring. Do you know what? Do you remember the first time we reviewed the Orioles and I said, I'm too old for the Orioles because I don't get the Orioles. I don't get them. And you were like, You're not too old, you just don't like it. And I'm like, No, I think it must be an age thing. And I don't know if it's an age thing still. I it's just not. Don't... I've made my mind up. I've made my mind up about that. It's just. It's not the age. Just not. It reminds me. What, did you like anything on the album? <laughs> The end. <laughs> um, oh, look, it's a hard right because I do appreciate it. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> God, I just don't want to smash a young band because it's like fair. They're trying their wee bit, and they got they try their wee best, and I swear people love them. They do. Um, doesn't show stuff. our age that we give Twin Atlantic seven, seven and a half, yeah. and I'm going to give these guys four. Right. And that's two points for effort. But that One Twin Atlantic of... album is. But do you think that's because it's? That's not crooning rock. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's still young yeah. and energetic. But and... it's synthy, and we know that kind of like. It's a bit safe. You said for us. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, you know. All right. So, are you going with a four? Between a three and a four. I'm given four because I'm trying to be nice because there's coronavirus. It's like a point for that. A point, so we've gone for point for the effort. They We're get a point for effort. And a point for their... The fact that... Times are hard and the coronavirus is yep. around the world. Yep. And then two points for the... Album. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, you know what? I came into this with a fresh set of ears because I did not like Silver Dollar Moment at all. Um, I just felt way too old or I just didn't get that album. So try to this one is a different sounding album. Let's let's it is a much yep. uh I don't want to say mature, but it's a different sounding album from Silver Dollar Moment. Um I gave Silver Dollar Moment a five out of ten. What right? did I give it? I can't remember. You got I think you gave it a bit more, to be honest, than I did. I was I'll be honest, I was too nice and I wasn't using my five star methodology than I am now. Remember how you don't like that and I do? Um, so from right now, if I was to give that, review that, that album again, it'd be a 4 out of 10, probably a 2 out of 5. Look, the band has matured the sound, however, it's just, it's just, I just don't, it's it's me, I don't like this band, I don't like their music, uh, it's just not for me. Uh, look, there are some okay songs, the second half of this album is actually better than the first. Um, you know, there's some decent songs... Uh, whilst whilst the flowers look, the square eyed pack, a material mistake. Look, Space Samba is the best song on the album. It is the last track on the album, but it sounds nothing like the previous no. nine songs on the album. So it's really bizarre because when you hear that, you think you're going to get something different from the album. Look, there are some horrible stuff on this. Saxophones, I'm not a big fan of saxophones. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, Bobby's Second World. Uh, has really silly Casio... You remember when you were a kid and you had the Casio keyboard? Has that. Has those sort of weird effects like Ross from Friend effects. Uh, I just can't get into the Orioles. Four out of ten again for me. Yeah. Sorry. Just not for me. No. Let us know what you think. Uh, we no, just won't review another album. Let's, can we call it? Yeah. Let's call it. Yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone's know. feelings anymore. No more Orioles. Unless someone, unless the next album comes out and someone goes, you know what, you need to go back and listen to the Orioles. And I'll go. Then we'll go. No. <laughs> Thanks for your comments. Hey, you. Uh, uh, one last talk about football and, and coronavirus. What's Dundee United at the top? And you're wearing your Dundee United top. They are top of, what, the first division, miles in front. So, you know, this is two clinchers. One, if the season stops right now, what happens to Dundee United? Does do they freeze or do they do they get promoted? And the second thing, FIFA twenty one, the game, is dependent on what happens now. Cause you might not get Dundee United in the new FIFA game. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> 
the I have got zero idea. All I think about, all I think they should do, is that you can't have, right, for a team. Right, okay. So Liverpool, for L- example, Liverpool. will be financially fine. Yes. Dundee United's promotion, like the 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 reality is, it's critical for their to maintain even being a football club. Like it's so financially dependent that we get promoted. We've been in that division too long. We need to be in the Premier League. We need those attendances from the likes of Rangers and Celtic. We need the TV money. We need everything. So this is a team's um, future at stake. This isn't just the, the glory of winning something. Yeah, yeah. This is genuinely financial security for yeah, Dundee okay. United. Got it. So the, the, the league really need to think long and hard about what that would do if they decide that it's void and we yep. do it again. Yep, 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 because yep. that is not fair. If they can't, I don't know why they can't play it behind closed doors like everybody else. Actually, yeah, so they're not doing that, right? Or do they just pause it for two months and then just because the English Premier League have said they'll play into the summer, if there's no Euro, not that any Dundee United players will go to the Euros, but um, if there is nothing after, fill that gap. then fill the gap and finish the season. You've got to finish the season. You cannot let... The season go away. You just can't. Like, you can't. I think that's a really good idea. I think that's a... Just finish I... it. Pause it now. Fine. Let's ride it out for the next eight weeks. Like, till we get... Let's ride it out. Get all the players tested. Yep. And then even don't finish the season. Like, normally what happens is they, they, they do top six, bottom mm-hmm. six, mm-hmm. and then they decide. Just don't do that. Just, just do call it. Just go, look, yeah. you were going to win the league anyway. Yeah. The team at the bottom of the Premier League, you're not... Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah. And then maybe don't play the rest, just do a playoff. Yeah. But just do it, figure it out and don't be dumb because seriously, United need to be promoted. I just, I just, you're wearing this, this really nice Dundee United top. It's got my initials. With your orange logo. Tangerine. It's got my initials. It's like, it does. It's like a training, it's like you're a training top. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. You could wear that and play the new FIFA game. I'd love that. In self isolation, I'd be happy. Right, moving on. Homework next week. Oh, who have I got? This is exciting. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's our pals, the Slow Readers Club. Oh! New album. Fan. Came out yesterday. Amazing. Fresh off the press. With have you the album, to it? The Joy of the Return. Yes. Okay. Um, and then your favourite band, Circle Waves, with the next part of. No, no. Of, of Sad. But then what you can do. So what I want you to do with this, though... It's, remember, it's, we've got two weeks now. So if you want to bulk up my homework, I'm happy. No, no. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to Sad separately because you know how they split it into two. So it's the second half of the album, yep, isn't yep. it? But sad, then the full sad, album is called sad. Happy Sad. Right, so so sad, what I want sad. you to do is listen to Sad. Then I want, to li- want you to listen to Happy Sad when it's all together as one album. Okay. So rate Sad... Very sad. I'm writing this down. Think about what you gave Happy. Yeah. And then I want you to listen to all together and rate it as a, a whole album. So pretending you haven't listened to it in two parts, I listen to it as a whole album and tell me if that makes a difference. Tell me if you think it's worked. Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it? Does it sound different? Does, yes. Does... Okay. Okay. But I'm looking for... <laughs> <laughs> Sticking the finger up to me doesn't try to make a podcast, <laughs> dickhead. 
Shall we get into this week's album? Oh my god. Let's get please. into some really good stuff. Kasabian's self. Why? So, so before we get, why did you pick this? This is because your... this is a banging album. So I, the reason I picked this, when I think about um, when we came out of Britpop, and if you ask me then about bands of that time, mm-hmm. they're the one of the first ones that come into my head. Okay. Because I think, um, and I obviously not from the Britpop era, and they do have a slightly different sound, but it's they have that swagger. So let's talk. Oh, yeah, so they that, do. They do. The You're music, right. park the music, but that's the first band that's even close to an Oasis or a Charlatans or a whoever with the swagger. Got it. The front man. The look appeal. And, the yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front man. Got it. I mean, his swagger, when you see them live, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That, it brought that back. Good. All because right. Because when I think about the bands we've talked about so far, well, we've already spoken about Supergrass, but then we've talked about um, Doves. <laughs> JJ72, but some of the other bands that we'll probably talk about that was a different sound, far less of a. Yes, the bands will have a front person, mm-hmm. but they weren't not to the same degree of a Tim Burgess or a Liam. Yeah, okay. Kasabian, boom. All right, okay. So then I think, so I love that. I love the energy of Kasabian. I love the so and I and I think of this album and I go wow that was one of the best albums I think and this came not this wasn't straight this no, was two thousand two thousand and four so there was a bit of a gap yes but they came in this album and I honestly this is an album that I when I'm feeling like belligerent this is what you put on oh which is pretty much every day yeah <laughs> but more belligerent than other days but when I'm feeling like that up for it. Up Mad for one. it, and you just you know, or if I'm going to have to have a very tough conversation, yeah, yeah, bang, slam on clubfoot, and you're you're pumped. and then I ring them, <laughs> and then I walk about, and then you talk to your invisible colleagues now. Yeah, <laughs> that's really sad. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get in it. So this is their debut album. Um, the cover, so different. Um, there was different colours for the album. Uh, cover depending on where you actually were. The British version is black and white. Yep. The European one is black and red, which is awesome. The American version is black and blue. The Japanese ultimate version is silver and white. Um, the UK limited edition is a double-sided dual disc and has a glow-in-the-dark cover. That's just badass. So it's a picture of uh, a guy, I'm assuming, with a sort of cover over mm-hmm. his face. Um, released on the 6th of September 2004. What followed the album? Empire in 2006 got to number one. I actually want to talk through a bit of Kasabian's mm-hmm. uh, career. So I'll be interested to know what your thoughts are on the rest of the work. Label was Paradise. Recorded at a friend's farmhouse. That's cool. Prose- uh, producer Kasabian, Jim Abyss. He was also, for I think one of your favourite albums, the Temper Trap Conditions album. Yeah, right. What do you, what do you say? Talk to me about the temper trap for a second. Don't like them now, but... Um, what happened? Oh, I just thought it got annoying. So when they first came out, I really loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, some of their songs are now overplayed because Aussies just take a band and they run with it and they, they just kill it to death. And then they did... They had a great album, their debut album. Mm-hmm. That I saw them at the Opera House, actually. And they did were, you? Yeah, they were good. It was funny because I saw them in the Annandale Hotel like in a pub when they first started and they were I like I remember you talking about that and they weren't famous then and I got this 
on vinyl the single um, so talk to me what's their big song what will people know them for um, how does it go again surrender I would have gone Sweet Dispositions that's though. what I'm doing is that what, that, that's what that is but how do you sing it Sweet Dispositions uh, do 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 yeah, everybody will know it everybody will know it if they uh... okay cool I actually really like their second album uh, that one yeah London's Burnings I actually really liked that album I thought it was a great album um, anyway so he this Jim Abyss he produced that album he did the back room by editors as well Leslie uh, also did Adele's 19 oh I love Adele uh, I know you do 53 minutes long 13 with a secret track did it get to number one no no where'd it get to don't know I just knew it wouldn't be number one number four? Oh no oh ready how long was it in the charts 27 weeks no 98 it was a big album no but you never know that's true but with that you would expect it to be a bit longer big ready album. for the charts in September of 2004 <laughs> Leslie gonna suck. yeah go albums Franz Ferdinand with Franz Ferdinand at number 10 oh no do you reckon we'll talk to that? Probably. Probably? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number nine, Anastasia by Anastasia. Oh, Anna. my love, send me free. She got really ill, she got cancer. She so did, she was really ill. Now. Great voice. Gorgeous lady as well. Number eight, Showtime by Dizzy Rascal. Oh. Thoughts on Dizzy? Did that big one with Calvin Harris, didn't he? What one? Uh, what's his the only name? one I know is like bonkers. Dance with me, didn't he do dance? Oh, with me? dance with me! You gonna dance and yeah. Ooh, don't dance like that. <laughs> uh, Alison Moyet voice. Oh, I love Alison Moyet. Do you? Yeah. All cried out. Oh, yeah, okay. You took a whole lot of loving with a handful of nothing. All cried out. It's hard to give you something when you're pushing and shoving me around, 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 and around, around, around. You go your way. <laughs> there are bits of me that were on the outside that's now on the inside. That was that was. Ugh. The Libertines by Libertines. Oh yes. Razor light up all night. Do you think we'll talk about them? I hope not. <laughs> Kasabian with Kasabian. Three hopes and fears by Keen. Jeez, oh no. It's not a bad chart. It's not bad. Not a bad chart. Take that back. Wait a minute. Here we go. Songs about Jane by Maroon Five. Oh no, I like that what did I not give you that as a guilty pleasure no we had someone gave us the band before Maroon 5 where you know the, the I don't know I would have given you I should have done that as a guilty pleasure what does that have on it Um. I don't like Maroon 5 she will be loved oh god but it reminds me of travelling because I was in a camper van with friends and we drove from Melbourne to Adelaide and like, and you only had one CD or something like that. Yeah, and it was that. that. Yeah, uh, unwritten by Natasha Beddingford. Beddingfield, sorry. Uh, no, albums not so bad. You ready for the singles? Can't wait. Number ten, dumb by four one one. Number nine, you should really know by Pirates Enya, Ama, Boss, and Ashani. What was that? Don't know. She will be loved by Maroon Five. There you go. Seven, These Words by Ma- Natasha Bedingfield. Sunshine by Twista. No Baby Cakes, Three of a Kind. Baby Cakes? 
That's the name of the song, Baby Cakes by Three of a Kind. Leave by Jojo. What is this music? That Girl by McFly. Talk to me about McFly. Who the hell are McFly? No idea, like some crap band. Three boys or something? Uh, there's four on the picture. But right, don't know. To My Place, Flap Your Wings by Nelly. Flap Your Wings? <laughs> Number one, Real To Me by Brian McFadden. I have absolutely no idea what that crap was. That huh. was crap. That was crap, eh? Right, should we get back into Kasabian? Please. Kasabian are an English rock band, according to Wikipedia. Your thoughts on that? Um, well, that's lies. Swing and a miss. Like, <laughs> how would you? What what type of music are they then? Indie, British indie music. Dance music. Indie rock. Bit dancey. Dance. Okay, keep going. Electronic rock. Okay, okay, Ooh. okay. All right. Okay. Electronic indie rock. All right. Okay. They're not a rock band. That's what we're saying. Um, form, oh. So they're formed in, uh, in Leicester Formed by Tom Meehan and vocals Sergio Big Tom Sergio uh, On guitar and vocals Chris Edwards bass Chris Karloff Guitars and uh, keyboards And Ash Hannes Who left shortly before the release of the first album Immediately after this album There's some more band movements Actually there's a lot I'll cover those later uh, Mehan grew up in Leicester With Kasabian songwriter Guitarist Sergio And bassist Chris the trio which began... So they started making music from the age of 17. They enlisted guitarist and keyboard player Chris after spotting him in a pub. <laughs> they said, we saw his long sideburns and thought, he looks the part, we'll ask him. And he joined. So if you have... I mean, to be, they had a look, right? Yeah. So um, The band was formally called Saracus. Is that how you say it? Saracus? Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on that as a name for a band? Rubbish. (laughs) And started recording at Bedrock Studios in Leicester. Woofed. Yeah, where Chris Edwards worked as an engineer. The band was soon spotted and changed its name to Kasabian after Linda Kasabian. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, you don't? No. Let me tell you. So Linda Kasabian was a member of the Charles Manson cult. Oh, was she? Mm Mm-hmm. I just watched um... the one with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, the long one. Yeah. Uh... Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I enjoyed that. Uh... Um, pointless time to get to that ending. A so long time to long... get to that. So same as you, I sat in the cinema and I was. I think I talked to you about that. So I'm like, it's long, it's slow. I mean, uh, but then the last 15 minutes are just awesome. Um, so I actually quite enjoyed it Brad Pitt is amazing in it He really is He's, he's, he's the best he's ever been But he's just It's such a simple role for him And he just Just awesome Love it um, Alright yeah So she Linda Kasabian was famous for being Charles Manson's getaway driver Right yeah, nice. um, So Coincidentally Kasabian is also The Armenian term For butcher Okay in an interview with Ucala, bassist Chris Edwards explained how the former guitarist Chris Karloff picked the name. Reading up on Charles Manson, the Kasabian name stuck with Karloff. He just thought the word was cool. It literally took a minute after the rest of us heard it, so it was decided. Um, I've got a talking point. How do you feel about... So first of all, Manson, the band Manson with Paul Draper, 
was originally after Charles Manson, and he had to change the spelling, if you remember. You've now got Kasabian named after a member of the cult of Charles Manson. How do you feel about bands that have a name attached to something like that? Um, I mean, to be honest, when we're 16, we're never, we're never, we're never going to give this a passing thought. But now... I'd like to be politically correct and say I care, but I don't. It, so you don't think it matters? Not really. I, I really don't. Okay, all right. I'm just asking. It's just a conversation point. Okay, all right, cool. But good question. But I ask the hard-hitting questions. You really do, and I give the real hard-hitting answers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I don't care. I know, like, I feel... Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm trying really hard, I don't care. <laughs> no, I just thought, I'm like, that's a really good question to Les. I can't wait to ask that. But did you expect that response? I should have. Yeah. The qu- the answer is I should have expected that response from you. Um, so Kasabian went to a friend's farmhouse in the countryside in order to record this album, saying, we went there for the headspace. If we'd stayed in the city, we'd have been alcoholics and drug addicts. That's the truth. We'd have been on a bender every night. Well, you're with your mates, aren't you, yeah. really? Playing music, you're going to get drunk every night. They built up their following on the summer festival circuit, opening both Glastonbury and Teen the Park, and at a series of guerrilla gigs at unusual venues, including Halftime Orange, which is a pub next to Leicester City Football's headquarters, and the Cabinet War Room. That's pretty incredible. The War Room, situated underground, in between Buckingham Palace and the House of Parliament, were built during World War II to allow Winston Churchill to continue working throughout unexpected air raids on the capital. Imagine playing a gig there! Knowing that that that's where old Winston done his work during World War II. From fredperry.com, who basically sponsor Kasabian, right? Upon its release, Kasabian was classified by some sections of the media as derivative or revisionist, a glorified Stone Roses or Happy Mondays tribute act, Madchester wannabes, baggy revivalist, take your pick. These were all accusations levelled at Kasabian on this album because they didn't follow the script, bucking the media's trend and defying industry expectations Whilst their musical lineage can be traced through all those bands and surrounding scenes, there is depth to the music and variety of more complex influences on display. When you research Kasabian, right, comparisons against three bands come up non-stop. On any article you read, Happy Mondays, Primal Screen, The Stone Roses. How do you feel being a fan of all three hearing Kasabian compared to them. Is that a good thing, bad thing? Or it's a good you... thing. Okay. But I think it's... I can see why. <clears throat> um, out of those three, though, Primal Scream, I don't get. I get it if you're thinking Screamadelica to a degree. And other... Like, I, don't, I don't... Happy Mondays, yes. Um, but he can sing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you smash mm-hmm. poor old Johnny boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was that one? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Stone Happy Roses. Monday, Stone oh, Roses. Uh, yeah, I actually do. There are I feel, right. Yeah, there are. I think the this this al- this album. Yes. I don't think there are others. Mm-hmm. There are there. Mm-hmm. Their first album. It feels like it's you have taken the Stone Roses and made it modern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then I can. I don't necessarily think that. I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I love them. And that's why I think this album sticks out amongst 
all of the others se- I actually see it separately like the albums that we'll talk about throughout the series I enjoy and the ones that you pick I probably won't but that's fine <laughs> um, but they are I like them for different reasons like the doves sound nothing like that and I like that because it was the shift in the genre shift in indie music in Britain at that time then they came and they just brought back everything that I actually do love Happy Monday, Stone Roses with a bit of an Oasis swagger, those punch-in-the-face songs, bit belligerent, don't care. And I was like, oh, forgot I missed that. Yeah, okay. Um, that makes all the sense. nice little guitars and the beautiful songs like the Doves, etc. Mm-hmm. This came back and just went, have that. <laughs> and I went, I will. Um, so I read a lot of quotes around the band. It kind of reminded me of Viva Brother. Right, remember I've talked about those for a bit. So, purely because from a confidence versus an arrogance piece, right? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read some of the quotes from Kasabian, right? And then I'll talk about Viva Brewer a little bit more. Um, it's a fucking fantastic record, smarks Chris Karloff. It's kind of like we've popped out of our mum's fanny with our pubes on. We've already developed. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. Like I know okay. it's crass and it's it is belligerent and it's crass and it's like arrogant and it's all of that. But you know, from sometimes music's entertainment. Yeah. Right. That's and that's what it's about. One more. Yeah, I the, won't bring. Mental. Amazing. Bring it. To the independent, Sergio said, "Rock and roll lost its imagination, and electronica had no soul. So we married the two together." This is two thousand, nice. but it's two thousand and four. Hmm. Electronica 2004. Anyway, I'll keep going. Tom to the BBC. British music needs a kick up the arse and Britain needs a new new band to breathe life into the British people again. Tom in 2006. Our songs are dirty, sexy, melodic, powerful. They sound like we've shit ourselves 10,000 feet in the air. No other band are making records like we are. We're on another wavelength to them lot. We stand out, stand out in the middle of all those jingle jangle shit. It blows my mind when I hear it. I'm like, is that really us? And you know what? It is fucking us. We're the fucking modernists. Last one. Tom, we're the best band in Britain at the moment. Form-wise, you can't touch us. No one comes near us. No one's on our planet, on our scale. Fuck the Americans. I'm sick of your fucking scuzzy garage rock shit. Stick it up your arse, mate. People's eardrums need saving. You don't need to be fucking rocked to sleep and wet the bed. You need to be fucking shook and bitten on the arse. And that's what I'm talking about. That's rock and roll right there, right? <laughs> Boom. So what... Uh, is it... Because I remember Fever Brother done something similar. They were like, we're going to be the biggest band in the world and this and that. And they got smashed for it. But what's the difference? The they album backed... No, see, that's what the difference is. The album backed it up, right? So... What I'm saying is Viva Brother, when they did all this sort of stuff and then they released the album, people went, really? Kasabian was that punch to the face. And they could be like that. Like you said, they were that brazen like the Oasis and all that sort of stuff. And the music was there to back it up as well. I agree. But I'm just saying, some of that stuff. But would you just... I'd say that. You would... uh, If you were the lead singer in a famous band, I I just... The amount of shit that would come out of your mouth. You would be... Imagine I was like the drummer. 
I'd be just sit, I'd be sitting there going, oh, don't ask her that. Oh no. You'd be like saying that you're bigger than God. Yeah. You know all this sort of weird stuff about no, don't. Say, oh, she's done it again. Yeah. Yeah, for shits and giggles. <laughs> and then I would just watch it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so with all that bravado though, there are, was some critics of the album. You ready? Not really. Pitchfork 5.2. Kasabian is brash, loutish, and seems liable at times to cut you. The consistent kick drum beat throughout is like a great party's heartbeat. But like the roustabout in the corner, drinking all the lager and scratching up your old records, it can be more loudmouthed than substantial. Drowned in sound, 3 out of 10. Any band who thinks it's a good idea to sound like the Happy Mondays should be immediately killed, chopped into small pieces and sprinkled liberally in the nearest shark-infested waters. Baggy does not need reviving. It was fucking shit the first time around. I'm swearing so much. Sure, this album may sound awesome if you've just snorted a metre of Charlie or recently breakfasted from a menu of shrooms and LSD, but for sober ears, it's enough to drive anyone to drugs. Lies. However, on the flip side, BBC. Kasabian is a microcosm of the whole Madchester scene in one album. All the key players are there, although perhaps most notably the Stone Roses and Happy Mondays. Additionally, Primal Screen have been cited as a major influence for the band, and it's blindingly obvious. Tracks like Butcher Blues will have you reminiscently fondly of the blissed-out warmth of Screamadelica, while Reason is Treason and U-Boat are steeped heavily in the electronic violence of the Scream's more recent material. Do you think? Given their current reliance on the heroes of yesteryear, Kasabian may need to do more than that to truly make the mark, but given the dog determination to do what's right for British music, via an exemplary array of influence, you can't help but think they'll succeed. How do you feel about that? I get the primal scream part, like the scream of Del. I don't hear the later stuff. That could just be me. Okay. So after the album launched, Brit Awards. Nominated for the Best British Group, Rock Act and Live Act. Uh, sorry, for the Best British Group, Rock Act and Live Act shortlist. However, lost all three to Muse and Franz Ferdinand. Muse. You ready? Right, so can we talk about their albums after this? Yes. Right, okay, and then we'll come back and we'll play some music. So, they followed it up with Empire in 2006. Uh, they did have a change. This is from Kasabian's website. Chris Karloff and Kasabian of Parted Company... Karloff and the band experienced certain creative and artistic differences during the writing and recording of the second album. These irreconcilable? Irreconcilable. Oh, you couldn't say either. And diverging approaches resulted in the band asking Karloff to leave the group. Karloff will pursue a musical career elsewhere. That's like a good luck with your future endeavours message, that one. Mm. Um, Empire... Guardian, 3 out of 5. The quality of those tracks alone should ensure Empire sells by the skip load. But here's hoping that, unlike Oasis, Kasabian don't end up ruined by the success of their first two records. Because if they can make a similarly big leap in quality for their next album, they'll actually come close to being as good as they already think they are. Les, what did you think of Empire? I like Empire a lot. Do you? I do. I actually am probably... Really? I actually I'm do. surprised by that. I like it a lot. It was the um what was the album the West West Rider, Pop Art, Lunatic. Yeah, Asylum. that's where I begin. And I know that everyone loved that. And I'd struggled with that album. 
which is funny. Um, like, I struggled with that album more than I did Empire. I mean... Uh, so that's really funny because I am the polar opposite. I know, and I do like it, but... Um, I thought this was underwhelming. Did you? I just Yeah, I think there's a couple of good songs. I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's like... It's do you think that West Rider, Popper, Lunatic, blah, blah, is better? I do. Oh. Absolutely. I think it's it's way better. Um, so, shoot the runner! Shoot, shoot the runner! Just saying. Cool. West Rider, Popper, Lunatic Asylum, number one in 2009. BBC, Kasabian may be a bunch of rogues, but they're very, very lovable ones making music that's brilliant, uplifting, showy and epic, but above all fun. Only they could make an instrumental track named after the mechanic's hand cleaner, Swarfika. Cool. The swagger is definitely back, but then if you've got it, why not flaunt it? And they definitely do that. Best album of the year by Q Magazine, and it got nominated for the Mercury Prize Award. You ready? For the Mercury Prize Award. Who won it? Who won it? This is 2009 Les, so I don't think you would know this one. So, let me read them out. So obviously you've got Kasabian, West, yep. West, Rider Popper. Two Sons, Bat for Lashes. Oh, Bat for Lashes. Great album, that. Twice Born Men by Sweet Billy Pilgrim. <laughs> Sensible Shoes, Lead Bib. Right, no. Uh, See Sue by Lisa Hannigan. That's a real primary colour. I was talking about um, at Seesaw, as in a seesaw. Oh, so it's not Sue. Are you I sure that's a cut and paste job? Anyway, go. Oh, Sue. Do you know Lisa Hannigan? This is so strange. I was talking about her. So I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I had a couple of whiskeys last night and was getting ahead of myself and wanted to, um, you know how we were doing that top 10 album thing? Like your top Oh yeah, albums? you're now in like number 24. 11. I've got 12 coming, but I'm cheating. And I was, people were like, you can't cheat. No, keep going. Because I can't. No good. Um, and last night, um, I don't know, sometimes I just get these songs that pop up my head and remind me of stuff. And then I remembered about the Damien Rice album and I knew it'd be polarising because a lot of people would hate it. But... It ha- you know, the whole point of that is ones that mean something. Yeah. And she, Lisa Hannigan, is the female vocalist on all of Damien Rice's oh. album. Kind of oh. like his muse. And then they had this ridiculous whatever breakup thing. Huh. He's never been the same since. Um, okay. And so I, and her voice is stunning. And I always hope that she'd release solo work. Okay. So she, I remember this album. Okay. Um, and so then I went to see her at the Opera House as well. Uh-huh. She doesn't win the Mercury Music Prize for that album, I can assure you. Not good? Just no. Oh. It's like weird. It's like together, so like, they were like, great separately. So this is like a... a little bit of a sadness. Oh, wow. Anyway. Okay, all right. Still a great voice and good songs, but I was wanting more. You wanted more. Primary Colours by The Horrors. Lungs by Florence and the Machine. Oh, are we going to talk about... I love them. Actually, what? Are they, are they in the list? To be They're in my list. Okay. Uh, LaRue by LaRue. The oh. Invisible by The Invisible. Glass Vegas. I'm going to talk about them, are we? I don't know, are we? I don't think so. No one's, no one's come at us for Glass Vegas yet. Friendly Fires by Friendly Fires and Speech Therapy by Speech the Bell. Who won it? Speech Therapy by Speech the Bell. Shut up. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw LaRue. Right, talk to me about they LaRue. They might be on our homework. Oh, really? Maybe. <laughs> I haven't actually decided yet, but it was, it's been on it and then it's come off a few times. Right. Um, I saw LaRue at the Enmore Theatre. Okay. Oh, Enmore's shut down. 
So no gigs at the Inward Theatre. Jesus. I mean, that is a sad... That's up the road from here. Me and you go to gigs there all the time. It is shut its doors, which is sad, sad days. Um, to be honest, how sweaty that place is. You get coronavirus in about 30 seconds. Look, it's not the most hygienic place, no. let's be honest. You, it would, that without quit, you would seen... certainly get it. Whoa. Right. West Rider is... Oh, no, can I say it? I don't know. It's probably my favourite Kasabian album. You are out of control. You're talking shit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, tell, like, where did all the love go? Where did all the love go? I love that. Love it. Love it. It's okay. Um, Underdogs Underdog, Take Aim, Thick as Thieves, Glad, Glad the Impaler, Impaler mm, Fire. That fool from um, Mighty Bush. Yes, it does. And it's no fielding, and it's not a fool. Why? What? Well, he went on the cake shop show, the bake the cake. He's great on that. You don't like him? No fielding on the Great British Bake Off. You don't like him? What's that show? You don't like the what? Do you like that show? You watch that show? I've watched that season of it because I wanted to see him on it. Okay. Um, do you not like the Mighty Bush? Sometimes it's a bit bizarre. Don't yeah. watch his own show. I love The Mighty Bush. It's such a happy show. It's a bit weird. Very weird. Right. Uh, Velociraptor. 2011. Mm. Drowning Sound. 5 out of 10. There are some bright patches. Swings, swing blade smiles and the foggy texture of the electric melancholy of Neon Neon make for a tremendous closing one too. Uh, I'm going to skip past this. And if it outstays, it's welcome. The skiffled up Bond theme of let's roll just like we used to hypnotises you with sheer crass strangeness, at least for a while. But for the most part, it feels like either overweening confidence or a desire to snare rudderless Oasis fans has led to Kasabian attempting the sort of conventional guitar pop record they've always so successfully avoided making. I've never listened to this album. Have you not? Ever. There's a good song on it, um... Days Are Forgotten, Rewired. I Kiss, I like. Oh, I don't even have that down. Um, Days Are Forgotten's not bad. It it borders on bad Britpop, that Mm. album. It really does. Five out of ten from me, not great. Four to eight, thirteen in two thousand. I must confess, I've never listened to this album. What? Really? No. You're not missing much. Uh, In March 2013, Sergio confirmed via Facebook that Jay Mailer had left Kasabian to join Liam Gallagher's band BDI. BDI, Liz. Are we going to talk to them at some stage, you reckon? No. We're not? No. Really? No. Okay. They replaced him with Tim Carter, who was the touring guitarist, and he was the assistant to Dan the Automator, who produced their last two albums. He stuck with Liam... So he is actually the the guy has actually stuck with Liam. Played he was actually here in Australia with him. So he was playing oh. the bass for Liam on his t- solo tour. Um, two out of ten slash magazine this <laughs> Whoa, gave. That's a bit much. Oh god, this album might satiate the seasoned Kasabian fan, but for anyone else, it just comes across as dated output of false prophets. With maximum attitude but minimum threat, they present themselves with the empty, aggressive gestures of sheep in decidedly wolfish, wolfish clothing. Clothing. Uh, look, I don't think it's that bad. It's it's a six or a seven out of me f- for for that one. Their last album, Les, for crying out loud. What do you reckon? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I've listened to that. Okay. I just didn't even remember that other one you spoke about. That's what I mean. When you go through Kasabian's... I was like, I don't think I've ever listened to that one. No, I haven't. Why have I? Yeah. Don't know. You've probably heard the singles, but not. I'm going to ask you. 
Get ready for it. I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting question. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about this album quickly. The Quietest. All the rest of the record makes one feel as pure. Unadulterated boredom. It is not even sprawling and directionless, but just painstakingly mediocre throughout. There's a satisfying squall to the guitar solo at the end of 24-7, and the hubristic horns that open Comeback Kid are almost refreshingly brash, but on both counts they soon slip back into an unimaginative, affected stomp, bereft of texture and replete with predictability. These are really pushing my being being able to talk properly today. Um, 6 out of 10 I gave it. It's alright. It does bother a bit cheesy sometimes, but it's alright. So look, no new album for the last three years. Um, however, number seven is apparently coming out this year. Yes. Um, they did like some sort of weird cryptic tweet at the end of last year. Um, Sergio did a side project called The SLP. Did you know that? Yes, I did. You listened to it? No. Uh, did you? It has Little Sims and Slow Tie on it. Doesn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to listen to it today. Well, there you go. Um, it's... Will I like it? I think you'll like it. It's not bad. It's got a bit of Kasabian and it's it's actually not bad. I think you'll like it. Okay, I'm going to listen to that today. You ready for the hard-hitting question? Yeah. Are Kasabian a greatest hits band? <laughs> Maybe. Talk. No, they're not. But Go on, well, no, talk, they're talk not. me through this. Talk me through it. Come on. So, their first three albums stand up in their own right. I disagree. But go. Keep going. No, no, please. I, I, sorry, I apologise. I interrupted. Please go ahead. Their following albums after that don't. Okay. But I can't... I don't know if they're... A, no, they're not a greatest hits album. The reason I say that is I can't name you three big songs after the, of their bottom three. So their greatest hits album essentially would just be their first three albums. So what they should have done is <laughs> just stop there. But... Um, because every single song on this album, Kasabian, Kasabian, would be in it. Okay. And I, the first three albums, no, I don't. I don't think they're a greatest hits album because they don't have... You're saying they don't have the catalogue of greatest hits album? No, but they're not because they're an album band. They're not a singles band. And they're not, like, you don't go, oh, what's Kasabian's biggest tracks? I disagree. I think they are a singles band. Nah, and I think they are, and that's, they are, they, from every album, they have amazing songs. That when you see them live, first of all, they are an amazing live band. And I need to talk about that. And we will talk about that. So they are an amazing live band. And then the second part is, because it's the songs that they play live, it's brilliant. But in the albums, in the albums, I just, anyway. The first three albums, okay. I think they could stand up on their own. Okay. It's the next three. I've got to be honest. I don't. Okay. Well, I just I just ask the questions. No, I don't think they're a greatest hits band. But you could say that about any band. Are Oasis a greatest hits band? <laughs> no. There you go. Can't say that about every band. But you could. Well, what I'm there saying there are bands is, that have great well, albums. Well, you could because you think about the Master Plan or you think about Stop the Clocks. Mm-hmm. They were greatest hits albums of Oasis, which were amazing. But they made great albums as well. They did, but they they also made some albums towards the end, which you'd be like, none of those songs on it would be in the greatest hits. Yeah. I would suggest. Okay, shall we get into some of the songs? Please, can I talk about the live thing first? Because I want to talk about the story about when I saw them first. Go. I saw Kasabian live for the first time at Wembley Stadium. Oh my god! At the Live Earth concert in 2007, two months before I moved here for good. Wow. No, no, one month. 
Okay. Um, do you want to hear the lineup Go. of the live earth? Go. So Chris Miles was the presenter. Mm-hmm. There was Genesis, Eddie Izzard, Razorlight, Alan Carr, Snow Patrol, Damien Rice and David Gray performing together. Oh, wow. Gerard Butler, Kasabian, Al Gore made a speech, Paolo Nutini, The Black Eyed Peas, John Legend, Jerry Halliwell, Duran Duran, Chris Rock, Rod, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Block Party, uh, Corinne Bailey Ray, Keen, Russell Brand, Metallica, Ricky Gervais, Spinal Tap, Boris Becker, James Blunt, I went to the bar. Beastie Boys, <laughs> David Tennant, Beastie Pussy, Boys, oh man. Pussycat Dolls, Russell Brand again, Foo Fighter, Madonna. Wow. That was amazing. Kasabian though, still in, all of them, all of those bands that I've said, still stick in my mind. Because they nailed it. Like, because I was John Legend, can't remember even seeing that. Yeah. James Blunt deliberately wouldn't have watched it. Snow Patrol, I think I liked that album at the time. So I remember enjoying that. I don't like Razorlight, spoiler. So I didn't really care. I do remember the Red Hot Chili Peppers being alright. Um, Metallica and Kasabian, and I know this is strange, um, and Pussycat Dolls are the ones that I fully remember. Madonna, I kind of did. Wow. But they. But to be fair, I do remember like they were towards the end, so I'd had a few beers. <laughs> but I do remember like... Um, dancing away to them but they nailed it wow like Kasabian nailed it okay had the whole crap Wembley like just they came on so they came on to the track Empire mm-hmm. then they did Clubfoot and LSF yeah and I remember Clubfoot yeah, yeah because it's and I was like wow they get the whole crowd yeah John Legend then came on oh how do you yeah how do you follow that John Legend's not the guy um We've seen them a few times. Yeah. We, if you remember back, I came back to Scotland, I think in 2002, maybe 2004, something like that. We went to Teen the Park and we saw them. So that was the first time, not this. We went to Teen the Park together to see them. And Kasabian were on before Prodigy. Oh, yes. I just remembered. Prodigy closed. We were there with your mate, Monkey on the Stick. Uh, And Kasabian... Were on and that was like I that's... wasn't there. Yeah, you that. were. No, I wasn't. You were. I wasn't. You didn't get to see Kasabian and Prodigy. No. Who was I with? Not me. I don't know. Okay, it was awesome. Uh, but then that's we right. said... I know I wasn't there because I was here. This is the first time I saw them. Was at this thing. Really? Yeah. What about where did we see them in Australia together? Opera House. On your birthday. Amazing. Amazing. When was that? Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Now, pretty uh, special. To be honest. How good were they? Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Did they and play their greatest hits? They did. They did. All the belters. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah. They are such a great live act. Should we get into the songs? Yes, Kevin. Club Foot kicks <laughs> off the album. Do you like it, Les? What do you think? <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel if there was a song that starts that would sum me up. It's this. This is your punch. Boom. This is your Tell me there is not a better way to start an album. Okay. Tell me if there is. Go on. It's a good start to the album. Tell yeah. me a better one. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 2, 8. Yes. <laughs> uh, so but this... there isn't. Okay. This was our first single, by the way. It was released on the 22nd of May 2004. Got to number... 
13. 19, close. Did you see the video? Yeah. So the video, filmed in Hungary and centred around the 1956 Hungarian Revolution, spliced with the band playing in an abandoned building with tanks fighting on the streets and symbols. Is that why the cover is a cover? Like the cover of the album? Yeah. Potentially. I think that's just the theme of the album in general, right? Okay, this song is dedicated to Jan, to Jan Palak, a Czech student who set himself on fire on January 19th, 1969. This song is apparently about how the Czech society hunted down and persecuted people for having individual thoughts and wanting individual rights. So the rather people thinking as bluntly as it must be drugs, it must be a song about drugs, it's actually about the Soviet-led charge of Prague in this time. However, Kasabian admitted they didn't actually know this until about three weeks later. The director just put it on in the end, Mihan adds. But I'll put my hand up. It's a good video, man. Is this recording? Cool, keep it going. The director, Wiz, managed to get Palak's dates wrong on his dedication, though. Um, this is definitely your punch to the face. I've actually written, this is Leslie's punch to the face. Um, apparently gets played in every single Le- Leicester FC game mm-hmm. before the match. Yeah. Great way to rally up the crowd, right? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, okay, did you know what club foot means? Well, if you've got one. Okay, club or swollen foot is a literal translation of Opidus, Oedipus, the Greek hero hero who slew his father and married his mum. Did you know Oedipus, that? Oedipus, yeah. The people have that complex. What do you mean? A lot of men have that complex. They want to marry their mum. Just saying. I'm just saying, it's a thing. Well, they go for a woman that's like their mum. Oh. Not their actual mum. <laughs> but they do. Oedipus. That went a bit weird, didn't it? Anyway, who cares? This is an amazing song. Is this your song? A hundred percent. Well. Oh. It was a tough one and we'll get to why. This is a hundred percent my song. Okay, we're playing this. Because song. it's my song. Because I love it. If I ever need to be pumped up or you want to play it or if I just want to be me, then this song is me. Like, yeah. without doubt. But there is another song on the album which is probably not as well um, known that I was going to play to be a bit okay. different. Yeah. But then I decided, nah. Okay. This is my song. Okay. So let's play it. Club Foot.
I listened to the album on the way here. And it just, it's... How good is that track? Your foot goes a little bit down on the accelerator, yeah, the volume goes up. Get a bit of wind in the top knot. <laughs> <laughs> Processed Beats. Uh, this was actually their third single, so 15th of Feb 2005. Number... Seven. <gasps> Ten. Oh, you were so close. <sighs> Uh, the video, the video is cool. They're playing in a big abandoned factory, then towards in the wood. Is that <laughs> Your swag. Oh my god. Uh, good strong follow up to. I mean, coming off the back of Clubfoot, you have to have a decent song. Yeah, you and I, do. I actually strongly believe that Process Beats does a good job of that. Massively. Um, do you want to sing it? Right. Do you remember the, the so that's the core the first verse? Oh, you can't do it! I can't do it! I can't get it in my head. Oh. Shall we just play the song? Yeah. Okay. Process beats. I'm going to ignore the bit of spit that just flew over from your side and landed on my t-shirt cool. somewhere. Didn't land on my face, so we're okay. Yeah. Uh, COVID-19. COVID <laughs> I'm free. Uh, good song. I think this is... We're still on track. We're still okay. Three from three here. Last minute is brilliant. But from Genius. The song Reason is Treason describes how the narrator doesn't want to be involved with someone who wants to do something for a good cause. How it would be, however, it would be deemed as treason. Um, do you like this song? Love it. Yeah? Yeah. Playing that.
Heidi. Love this. Let's do it. I mean, it's... We've come off... You've come off it. I know. It's always a thing, but you come off three cracking songs. Change of pace. Change of pace, but but needed, and a good change of pace, and a good song. Okay. Not the best on the album. Not okay. a bad song, though. Uh, this is from Auto Suggestion. Great name. I think the song is about identifying yourself and knowing who you are, and in the process, making other people identify you as well. He says, no one else is here, no one else gets high. It seems as if he can't find someone potentially a friend, to identify him with because there is no one else like him. And what he wants is someone like him that he can be around and just feel like himself. But no one gets high, no one comes clean, no one is like him. So he turns music to help him identify who he is as a person and within that music he finds all that he was looking for. I'm going to say no to playing this. I think it's a decent song, but it's a skip I don't remember validating that. Cool. Can we go on to Orange. What's your thoughts? Uh, I love your thoughts on interludes. I'm always curious about them. Why are you not playing ID? It's not that good. It's all right. This is my album. Yeah, we're not going to play for track. Playing ID. <sighs> all right, ID. Just don't. What? I don't need it. I don't need a palate cleanser. I don't need like coffee in the pot. No, I don't. I hate them all. They're stupid. Like I don't get it. People go, oh, but it changed. The sh-. Doesn't. It's a, p- a pointless piece of shitty music for forty six seconds. That I really could have lived without. I'm on a roll. Clubfoot, process beats, reason is treason, and then you get forty six seconds. No, I don't want it. I don't ever want interludes. I don't want them. Um, so just touching on the interlude conversation, um, we talked about, we played Coffee in the Pot by Supergrass, right? And you could, you were like, no, you do And I was like, I love it. It's just a bit of fun. Um, Andy commented and said, it's actually, it it puts the, it's an interlude and it breaks the album up into two halves. He believes that the sound is different from the first half to the second half. Fine, we'll just do it then. What about this? Do you think this is, is... No, it does do that. Like it does, well, it does because the next couple of songs are a bit different. I don't need it though. It's not like you're not, you're not, it's not a degustation. <laughs> like, it does my nut. It's not like, oh, well, so we've had the um, savoury courses, we'll now do a sort of savoury stroke sweet to break us into dessert. I don't need that. It's an album. Just put the songs on them. <laughs> I don't need it. I can see that if we, so we, we uh, haven't gone into full lockdown in Australia, right? <laughs> and so we, if I sit across from you in two weeks' time, I just, I just don't know what type of person I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to come in here. You're going to rip my head off because it's my choice next week, next episode. 
And so if you don't like that episode, you are going to rip my face off. Oh my God, that's dangerous. You better pick wisely. Uh, what's it? Oh, oh, actually, it's really interesting. Because it's a complete change of pace from this. Mm. No punches in the face. Mm. Feather. Ready? So LSF is next. 23rd of October. Second single. Number 10. What a song. What a song. The video the band play... This is... Have you seen the video to this? I should post it. It is... The band play in a female prison. I haven't seen it, no. You need to watch it. It is an awesome video. Um, they throw their harmonica into the crowd and later that is used for the women to escape out of said prison. It's very, very cool. Um, so LSF stands for Lost Souls Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, became the top first UK top 10 hit. Um, it was on the FIFA 2004 video game. Did you have FIFA 2004? Yep. I've had all FIFAs apart from this one. I think I was in the pro evolution soccer camp still at that stage. I think it was 2007 I gave it up. Uh, Mark Ronson covered LSF on his uh, album Version featuring Kasabian themselves. I love Mark Ronson's album, the Version album. Yes. It's so, so good. What's your thoughts on Ronson? Um, that's some hit and miss. I agree. I actually really. That album, the Version album, is top notch. Um, 2007, Enemy placed LSF at number 37 in the list of its 50 greatest indie anthems of all time. One more, LSF was originally called Good Souls Forever, abbreviated GSF, until the re- company record company misread the G as an L and the title was printed as SLSF on the demo. Aww. Yeah. Um, I... Love this song. It's a belter of a song. The video is just awesome. I'd never seen it before. So it just balances everything up. This is my track. I absolutely love this. Anything you want to add before we Good choice, Kev. Good choice? Yeah. All right, let's play LSF.
Running battle. This was going to be my other one. Really? Mm. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Love it. Absolutely love it. What do you like about it? It's different. It's different. It's there. It's more of a not sensitive side, but it's like it's so different to Clubfoot. It really is. It's... But it's a beautiful song. I I honestly love the beat to it. Yeah, I love, I've got that too. Yeah. Love the beat to this song. Love his vocals on it. Um, uh, yeah, that was the one where I was, you know, tossing and turning. Do I play something that's a bit more? People probably don't really think about this song when they think of this album. Yeah, I go to this song a lot. Right, but yeah, it still had to be Clubfoot. This is a really, really underrated great song on this okay. album. Cool. No one talks about this track ever. No, I, I actually agree. I, I like the song. Starts off like a, a little bit of a Wild West theme, and then you get the slower beat. I actually think this is really well placed on the album. I know you're mm. talking about your degustation thing and the placing the song. I actually think this is a nice pace. Like you've got a nice break and it's it's still a good song. Uh, played Running Battle? Yes. Okay. And lots of it. Transmission. I don't like it. No, neither do I. Let's let's be honest. It's a Just move on. It's not as good like as the it. last couple. No. It's perhaps the weakest. Um, it's the weakest track in the album. It's not a bad song. It's just not good. It doesn't need to be there. Let's go. Skip and skip, skip. Pinch roller. Another interlude. Piece of pants. Moving on. Cut off. I like cut off. Okay. Last single, two thousand and five in January. Got to number eight. Oh my god, have you seen I need to put po- actually I need to post this in the other video. The video, I forgot about this. So Tom, the uh, lead singer, is walking down the street, a massive shark is attacking people in New York oh, City. Oh, you're scared of sharks. But it's it's a flying shark. It's hovering over you, you see shark. the shadow of it, and it's just attacking people, and at the end you get to see the shark fully and look, it's CGI. We all know it's CGI. But it's not bad. It's it's like Sharknado CGI. Oh my god! But it's it's a really cool video. I was like, it's got a shark. It's a good track. I'm in. I'm sold. Right. So that was pretty cool. The B side of this single had uh, "Out of Space" by The Prodigy, a cover. Oh my god, that'd have been amazing. Now you think it's going to be good? Is it not? It's not. Oh, it's rubbish. <laughs> I got excited there. <laughs> no, it's not a bad. It's not good. Not because it's a hard one to cover for a band. Like, it's really tricky. Um, so, realise, underscore realise, this song is about John Lilly. There is no denying that. Do you know who this guy is? No. Okay, cool. Who was John Lilly? 
He was an American physician, neuroscientist, psychoanalyst, psychonaut, philosopher. Philosopher? That's not right. Philosopher. That's the one. Writer and inventor who passed away in 2001. I'm going to read from medium.com. Lovely. He specialised with a lot of work with dolphins, especially how they communicate with each other and whether they could communicate with humans. Um, besides his, oh God, cetacean... Yeah, besides his cetacean research, Lilly has also authored a great many books, some well received by his peers in his, in his field, others reinforcing the growing conviction that, he, that he'd lost his mind. In particular, Lilly became convinced later in life that there existed a bureaucratic agency called ECHO, which stands for the Earth Coincidence Control Office, which was responsible for orchestrating eerie, fortuitous coincidences in life. Anyone who had the Sega Genesis is likely to recognise that acronym as it was also the title of a series of games about telepathic dolphins fighting to save the world from sinister aliens. Did you have Echo the Dolphin? I No, I was a Nintendo guy, not a Sega guy, so I never actually played this. He did some really weird stuff with dolphins. Um, not in a weird way. Okay, way. yep, good. Just clarifying. <clears throat> he, uh, one of the pieces of work he did was one of his scientists lived with a dolphin. So they had a living area in water where they both lived. Um, he would isolate uh, people into tanks with dolphins, wire them up, and see if they could communicate with each other at some level. Like he was. Next level. Next level. Um, this to me is the weakest of the singles, but it is still a good song. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's a weird why they picked this as a single. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, does it? I don't know why they bothered. What would you have picked as the last single? Because I think you're struggling. You're starting to struggle a little. I, bit. I would have just. I think the four. That's your force. You don't know why you need five. Yeah. Okay. I think the the record company probably just forced them, because the reality is right. You take out the two. Um, like interludes then you're left with say 11 tracks you've literally released half the album as a single while you bought <sighs> totally agree with you um, do you want to play it though? Can't oh yeah a wee bit alright we'll get a wee bit making his getaway through a punched up mirror he blend into the crowd and hear the system screaming Blues. Yeah, I like, I like this. I think it's a bit dull. Well, I think you're a bit dull. But... 
Maybe I am. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. Um, it's not a standout, is it? It's not a standout. I I don't think it's worth the playlist. To be honest, I just mm. I'm gonna uh, no. Ovary stripe. Love this. Absolutely, absolutely love this. What a beautiful, beautiful piece of music, and I know you didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. And I want you to play this. This is stunning. Like just so unusual. What? I love it. Genuinely love this. Another instrumental. It's pretty good. There's a rift at the two minute mark, which I completely dug, which is very orbital esque. It's very subtle, but it, it. I went, oh, that's nice, but it's gone. It's like there, and then it's gone. I know it's an instrumental. But I was going to skip this. Nah, nah, nah. And if you had read my message, you would have seen that this was not on. I've been very busy. So don't ask, and then don't follow orders. I've been trying to get my parents home. I've been working this team. This is getting day. played. Done. Uh, this is amazing. Just, just. I usually hate instrumentals. On this. Thank you for covering social. So I've now been all is, over it. Yeah, if you want to talk I've got to tons Les, of pals. I know you got. If you want to hear from Leslie, she is managing our social at the moment because I'm just so busy. So tons of pals, tons of pals apparently. So if you're lonely and you want to touch Leslie, there you go. Touch me. I mean, reach inappropriate. Out. I mean, well, you, you're, you're isolated. Not in this. Not you're in this these days. I can't even touch you. Um, but um. We normally come in and give a hug to each other no, to say hi. No, no, I can't even do that. How far do you think I can go on this? Put your top ten albums on. Like, what's the? I think you you you've probably can milked I get it. 12? Are you still tagging people in them? Oh, wait, come on. They're good albums. I'll give you that. But maybe try some other content. I wanted actually to talk about them. I nailed that. You didn't. What's that? The ten challenge thing. I know. You didn't nail it. No, I there was some shit there. Y two K. I was like, what's he thinking? I, that has fond memories for me. I love that. But really. You've got so many other albums. I was thinking we're going to pull out the bag. I just struggled with the exercise. I, I must admit, I probably. I must... did at the beginning, and I got well excited because I kept going, "Oh, what about this one?" You, I, I knew you totally just pummeled me in the challenge because I was looking at your albums, going, "Oh, that's a, that's a great album, great album." I just really struggled. Was there any with of that. mine that you didn't like, apart from the cranberries? Cranberries, absolutely. I was like, "You can stick that." Um... What about white on blonde. Look, I, you love that album. I'm not. I wasn't surprised by it because you love that album. So I'm, I don't have. Was any... there any that you were surprised at that I put on and you went? Oh. Damien Rice. I saw that and I went, oh god, it's a bit rough. <laughs> but I can't talk. It's amazing I, what two McAllen twelve-year-olds makes you. Should we get back at this? Oh, so am sorry. I playing over a straight? Yeah, you are.
And you bought ends the album, you've got a frowny face. Because it's, um, is it, is it the ending no. this album deserves? No, it's not. That is that, a brilliant point. Would you do it with any other song? Do you think you would swap any of that? I honestly feel that if the album ended with Ovary Stripe, I'd be happy. Really? Because that's just it's different. Stunning piece of music, different. I'd be like that. Okay. You've made me... I need to listen to that track again. I'll I have, must... it feel like Ovary Stripe would be my dessert. That'd be it. Bang, done. That would be my espresso at the end. <gasps> wow. Oh, actually, no. It would be my single malt at the end. Because it's... Yeah. That's okay. the way to end it. Cool. The, I've put not a fantastic way to end the album it's a bit dreary to be honest and this makes the album a tale of two parts for me the latter second half of this album is definitely not as good as the first if you took t- Test Transmission out and you end it on Overy Stripe whew, okay. you would add a 10 out of 10 from me we'll end on New Boat because it's the last song yep. that's tradition do you want some reviews? go on I've got three quick reviews yeah Wax USA one out of five. Oh, God. It's difficult to find an album that is both so obnoxious and so boring at the same time. <laughs> obnoxious? That's this, amazing. This album is probably one of the most generic electronic indie rock albums I have listened to. This is an album filled with reused riffs and snore-worthy uh, song progressions. Each track just sounds the same as each other except for the interludes, which are better than the other tracks because they are shorter. Babe and Co. three out of five. Kasabian is a perfect middle of the road outfit Their music is one half guitar and one half electronic They are not too innovative and not too trite Their tempo is not so fast and not too slow They sing not too loud and then not too quiet They are not too bleak and not too emotional This stuff is neither fishy nor meaty So I neither disliked them nor did I fall in love with them What's talking about? J.M. Matthews 4 out of 5 Kasabian is a very fun listen to from start to finish And the album starts out great with the band uh, song Clubfoot Kasabian produces some very cool beats on this album. I would describe the band as more of a hard-edged version of the Crystal Method. Nah. Nah. The music to Clubfoot is great and other good examples of the songs are LSF, ID and Cutoff. There are some shorter instrumentals on the album that may serve as filler, but they flow so well with the rest of the album it's fairly noticeable. Kasabian is a very solid debut album and I look forward to hearing from this band again. What would you give this album a rating now? The same as I would have given it then. Which is? Eight and a half out of ten. Okay. okay. It loses points for the end and the two thingies. What do you think I give it? Seven and a half. Seven. Oh. I actually would have rated this higher, but I forgot how weak the end of the album is. That's all. It's still, it, and that's why I've, I asked a hard hand questions. Um, so we've seen them a couple of times we talked about they are a fun- if you get the chance to see Kasabian they are phenomenal live they are just a phenomenal band uh, kasabian.co.uk only one gig next year which is Victoria Park on June that's probably going to get cancelled let's be honest Kasabian HQ on Twitter and it is my choice next so by my calculations this is the best album so far uh, yes yeah, probably yeah Seven, eight and a half. What'd you give Duff? I think that got sixteen and a half. I think. It's gonna be close. Yeah, I'll check. But okay. this well well it's funny how my two choices are leading. I'm not surprised. And I'll probably see it happening again for the next album. You ready? Complete 
change of pace. It's a new band. We've never talked about them before. And do you really love this? Yes. And I will prove it to you. Tons? When's the last time you listened to it? Actually, um, so this is a sentimental album for me. And I will talk to you how connected I am to this album for a lot of different ways. Um, I haven't listened to this album for years and years and years. And I really enjoyed going back to it. So, and they're, they're a really interesting band to talk about as well. You ready? I am ready. Okay. First band, first time we're talking about, is the band Athlete. Athlete. Now, the second to that. So, all right, what's your thoughts? What so, album? So, uh, what's your thoughts on Athlete? Um, so, I like them. I bought their first two albums, so okay. this is why I'm interested. Is it Vehicles and Animals or The Tourist? Wow, look at you. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. I bought Tourist after my shift on the checkout in Tesco. Remember it vividly. Probably cost more than my whole shift that I earned, but whatever. Um, <laughs> because I liked the song Wires, which mm-hmm. I no longer like. No longer like? So boring. She can't wires. Anyway. That is... Wait, we're getting into the episode. So I'm actually picking that album. I'm actually picking Tourist, right? And I will, so it's Athlete, Tourist. I am going to show you. Are you picking Tourist? Yeah. There's a reason. There's lots of reasons. I was pretty certain you were going to pick Vehicle and No, and when I tell you about why, you'll be like, Oh yeah! Like you'll just be like this. This album has a really strong emotional connection to me. And I actually think I like Tourist better. Wires is okay. I just feel it got overplayed, and so, it's sad when you know what it's about. Oh, it's a terribly beautiful, sad song. Um, I think you will enjoy going back to this album, hopefully. And uh, the band are really quite an interesting band to talk about. I found out a lot in my research about this band, so. Um, Looking so, forward to it. And then this is a different sound of the post-Britpop era. I understand that you've picked that one. You don't look happy. No, because you've just thrown me. Cause... But that's a good thing, right? No, yeah, it is. I'm actually keen to go back to this. And, and, Wires. and the listener choice after that is a complete change again. It's, so that we're, we're going through a lot of different music in the, in the decades. So this is, this is good. Right, do you have anything else to say? I'm glad you've picked Athlete. Good. Because they were a band of that era. Yeah, they were. Different sounding, right? So. And it's good to talk about them. Good, I'm glad. I still throw it at your toys. I was certain you would have picked You'll be like, I guarantee... I... You've got the style and you've got... You will listen to this and you'll go, I remember that song. Why is that so... And I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Special. Right, we're done. Hopefully I see you in two weeks' time. Um, because if not, we're in lockdown, and I'll probably be. We've we, we got to figure out how we're going to do this, whether it's Skype or I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure something out. Skype. Yeah, we'll have to do video. After record this, that's going to suck. It's not the same. Grim. It will be grim, but we need to take care of each other. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think we'll be put in full lockdown? Nah. Really? I think what they'll do is like they'll do as in <clears throat> they'll shut public places. That's cut, yeah, I think. But you'll not be not allowed to go to somebody's house. That would, I just don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. That's just, I just, that would, I don't know what the purpose of that is. 
imagine you not seeing your friends, not being able to leave this house at all. <laughs> I bought a table from IKEA yesterday so I can sit outside. Yeah, by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let, for, I mean, everyone knows this by now, but you are the most social person. <laughs> like, if we didn't have this, uh, this podcast, I would never see you because you were always out. You were always with friends. Not you were... anymore. Mate. I've, t- I've calmed that down a lot. You probably would. Yeah. I don't go out as much. No. And do as so much. I've tried to be more adult. So. But I just will struggle. Yeah, I think, I think... I don't want the full lockdown. Find, if I don't have to go to a pub, fine, I won't. If you don't want me to go to a restaurant, I won't. But don't do not do that. Yeah. Like, I need to go and do it. Like, I can't... Nah. Right. So, hopefully I'm sitting across from you in two weeks' time. I think you will Talking be. I'm athlete. optimistic. So that's good. Um, for anyone listening, please take care of yourselves. 100%. Be social, as in talk to your friends and loved ones. Get out as much as you possibly can. Tweet me albums that you love, because I'm pumped to see what... Like, if you don't need to do the 10 thing, but just post an album. Tell me why you love it. And let's... Why don't we just create this... Um, what's the Community. word? Community. And we've all got to throw an album out, and we've all got to listen to it. Lovely. And we can kind of do this all the time. And don't... But yeah, anything at all. I know I've just set myself up for absolute <laughs> nonsense. There are, I, I preface that you can't send me any Boo Radleys, because it's not going to happen. And you can't send me Reef, because that isn't going to happen. And who's the other thing? Don't send me James Blunt, because I'll not do that either. Anything else, though, I will absolutely take in and I will listen to it, because there is so much time for me to listen to music. So please do. Either do it on Twitter, send us them on our um, email, do whatever. But I want that. Send me an album that you really love and you have to be able to tell me why and I will listen to it for you and I will be hashtag conviction. All to just be prepared for that. Leslie's Leslie's taking over social, so you're going to get it. Do it. All right. Um, So take care of yourself. We will see you in two weeks for Athlete Tourist. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Bye.